And welcome to a very special episode of Real Romance, where we're going to be talking about Black Widow. As always, I'm your host, Robert, also known as Banton Bob, and with me is my wife, Brittany. Hi! So, uh, full disclosure, it's been a while since we put out an episode. We've had a series of unfortunate events. Do tell. What happened? Well, we I think we got sick one weekend. Yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff going on. We had very busy weekends. And then we finally did record an episode. I got partway through editing it, and it poofed. I don't know where it went. I spent an hour looking for it. Who knows? Did you check your pockets? I don't have pockets. I'm a woman. Ah. Women designers are starting to put them in dresses and skirts and things. Thank God for those women. Well, Um. the pants that do have pockets are the tiny pockets that can only fit, like, a nickel. Like, why do I even have that And it's so small you can't even reach your fingers in there to get it. Yeah. It was all about the movies that we've watched since, like, six weeks ago. I think the last one we actually watched in theaters that was on a podcast was Mortal Kombat. Is that right? That sounds about right. So everything since Mortal Kombat, we still need to talk about. That episode is coming. We do need to re-record it. We do need to get it out. But until then, this is a little bit of a filler for you so we can talk all about Black Widow, which has been highly anticipated for the Marvel fandom. So this episode might sound a little bit rough, too. I'm not going to spend a lot of time editing it. I'm just going to put it out so that you guys can have something. Right. The first half is going to be a spoiler-free general consensus review. General consensus? (laughs) And then after, we will say, hey, this is the spoiler section, and go into all the really fun stuff. I'm just kidding. His name is General Ross. General Ross? Starting out. Spoiler-free review. Basic premise, this movie takes place right after Captain America Civil War, and it goes through Natasha meeting up with her old posse from the Red Room slash Russian, what what would you call it? The Widows. Yeah, the Widows. uh, Before she became an Avenger. It's a whole big thing, it's a lot of action, and we get introduced to some of her old quote-unquote family members. Moving into... We're not going to go too much into the plot in this section, but what did you think of the movie as a whole? I thought it was decent. Um, I think if this had come early on in the MCU, it would have been received much better. I think if this had come, say, pre-Avengers, or maybe pre-Avengers Age of Ultron, this would have been much higher received. Because it was decent, but I really didn't feel like it was all that special. Um, I do think that David Harbour and Florence Pugh were the best parts of this movie. I totally agree. Honestly, I'm just not a huge Charlotte Johansson fan. It has nothing to do with her character. Like, Black Widow's fine and all. But I just really don't like her in any movie we've seen her in. I'm just not a fan. There's nothing, like, nothing personal. She's just not an actress for me. I know there are just actors and actresses that people just don't like. And for me, I just don't like her. With the story as it's told, she's given plenty to work with, right? She's given her chance to shine. There's a lot of ways that Black Widow really is the protagonist, not just a side character for Captain America or Iron Man or somebody. Like, she does. She is the the main character. But I do agree that the moments with Red Guardian and Yelena Belova, just she doesn't measure up as, as in terms of enjoyability in this film. Yelena is definitely my new favorite character. 
Um, I think Red Guardian could be really fun. I don't know what they're going to do with his character. Well, okay. No, I never thought he was going to be. It's not. Be it's honest. not really a spoiler, but this movie has a lot of open ends where we don't know what happens to a lot of characters, right? And so we know what happens to Black Widow at the end of Avengers Endgame, but everyone else doesn't really get a lot of attention so far as like this is a definitive end for them. That was another thing I didn't really like is we know what happens to Black Widow. So we know she doesn't go on to have this joyous life with this family she's reconnected with and suddenly realize that we're actually a family. Yeah, the stakes are gone. Like, we, the immediate stakes are there. Like, yes, everyone could die in this except film. Except for Black Widow, because we know she, because make, we, she makes it to Infinity War and Endgame. So no matter how much they kick her ass, and they do, we know that she comes out stronger in the end. That's what I'm saying. If they had put her in this movie, even I think... I just feel like if they'd put this movie pre-Civil War, this movie would have been much better. Yeah. Um, the score of the film is really great. I feel like there's a lot of action that's really down to earth. It's not all, you know, cosmic space battles like we've seen in some film. A lot of shooting, a lot of hand-to-hand combat. We get combat with both Taskmaster as well as the Widow Syndicate, which is essentially a... Instead of one black widow, there's a large group of women who go through the same... Well, they're not called black widows, but they're called widows. Right, but they go through generally the same process as black widow did, and so they're just as deadly assassins. I do love all of the red weaponry. I thought that was a really cool touch, the way everything was, like, red, you know, stun gun type things, red weapons, red everything. I thought that was really interesting, even, like... The main, like, stuff that Black Widow and Florence Pugh are trying to save is mm-hmm. red. Mm-hmm. It really feeds into the motif of the black and red. Now, granted, I love black and red. This was good for me. I, I really did love it. was a little irritated with some of the costuming because I know that Scarlett Johansson's complaint that Black Widow has been sexualized is a big thing. And they're like, oh, finally she has a movie where, you know, it's just about her power and her, like, awesome feminine stuff and, like, being able to kick ass. But then they've got a scene where her and Yelena dress in basically supposedly the same outfits. And Yelena's is just a normal, what I would consider, like, it looks like it was just built for yeah, comfort. It's, yeah, it's and, a snowsuit. Right. It is a normal snowsuit. And Black Widow's is, like, basically skin tight, just like her black one. Not quite as tight as her black suit in the, like, Iron Man 2, but it's still pretty tight. It's like how you ordered it online versus how it looks in real life. That's essentially what it is, because she's like, ooh, it's a slim, it's nice, it, it's look good looking on me. And then you look at Yelena, you're like, okay, so that's how it looks on a normal person. It's and not all tailored. I have to say, I prefer the normal looking snowsuit, because why would you wear a skin-tight snowsuit? Snowsuits are meant to go other over other clothes. Yeah, and I think... I'm glad this is not spoilery, because this was in all the trailers. Can we talk about the fact that we had two years worth of trailers, and they pushed as much as they possibly could into these trailers without giving away anything? So they essentially had to recycle a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, because they used the same three trailers for two years. Right, but we know that she has kind of a family reunion with uh, Red Guardian and her mom-type figure, and Yelena... We know that... Melina is the mom. Yeah, Melina. The mummy's Rachel Weiss, as you know. We love her. Yeah. They did, Was it just me, or did they make her look ugly compared to how she normally looks? 
I just think she's gotten a little older. Yeah, but I've seen some of her other recent movies, and she doesn't look like that. Maybe they did try to age her up a bit. I think they did. Because they wanted her to be kind of in the middle, so that she could play younger in the flashback better. Mm-hmm. But then she could also play someone who's 21 years senior. Because it looked like they gave her wrinkles that, in like paparazzi photos, she does not have. Maybe. And nobody's out here making paparazzi photos look better. True. So, I think that they did that on purpose. And that's possible. They also, I didn't like... So, there's there's scenes where you can tell that they don't have much makeup on. Which I know in a movie, you're never going to not have any makeup on. But where it looks like they tried to make it look like a natural face. But then there's scenes, it's like, well, we were just fighting. And all of a sudden, now we're going somewhere else and we have eyeliner and mascara on. Like, I'm sorry, Florence Pugh doesn't naturally have that black line around her eyes, and she does not have black lashes. She's a blonde. So, I, I just really, I hate stuff like that. It, it just really butters my biscuit. Grind your gears? Yeah. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate this movie overall? Like, MCU or just movie on... Both. Okay, so... In comparison to the MCU, where where does it fall? And then as an overall film, in the MCU I give it a five. Okay. It's like solid middle ground, good but not anything extraordinary. Okay. Like the jokes were funny but not that funny. The action was good but not that good, and the story was good but not that great. And like the villain just felt like very real villainish, which is good, but like he was just straight up evil. There was nothing to relate to, and the best villains are a mix of good and bad. It's kind of like the feel I got with uh, Winter Soldier, right? The Robert Redford's character, he's the bad guy, but he just feels like a normal person guy in a suit that's kind of shitty. I mean, this guy was horrible, and it definitely had some really cool tones with, like, child trafficking and women abuse. And objectification and all sorts of stuff, fun stuff. And I really liked all of that. And it is definitely rewatchable. Um, as far as, like, normal movies, I'd probably give it a six and a half to a seven. Okay, yeah. So, for me, Marvel has set a really, really high bar. That's why I gave it a five. So, you gave it a five. I actually probably give it lower comparatively to the MCU. But that shouldn't diminish how good this film is overall. Uh, MCU, I'd probably give it three and a half to four. There's a lot of movies that I would rather watch on a on a regular basis, but if this came on TV or if I just wanted to rewatch it, I know I couldn't go wrong with it because there's some fun action, there's some fun, there's some really funny quips, mm-hmm. uh, and it does kind of read kind of darker than some of the other MCU films. It gets into source material that is a little bit more uncomfortable to talk about. So overall, I would give it a seven. Maybe even higher, just because the themes are really adult and really kind of hard to digest. But they put it in a package that is easier to digest. Um, We're going to move into spoilers here in a minute. I would just say, even though it's a mild spoiler, the opening, right before, like, right after, like, there's an opening scene, and then there's, like, this opening credits scene, and it's just, like, flashes of different girls and mistreatment, and it just made me so damn sad. And in that, I think we're just going to kind of transition into the spoiler section. So, if you want to watch the movie and you haven't already, go watch it, come back to us. Uh, It's a good movie. It's definitely worth it. And with that, we are going to talk about spoilers right now. So. The first spoiler is we didn't get to see it all the way through the first time we saw it. Okay. (laughs) So, 
we're sitting in the theater. We we were originally planning to go to see it in Dobie on Friday. Right. And or was it IMAX? No, it was Dobie. Okay. We were in theater one. IMAX is theater eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we decided kind of last minute, not last minute, last minute, but about 45 minutes before it started on Thursday, that we would go to our local theater, which doesn't have IMAX or anything, and see it on Thursday night. Mainly we just wanted to do it because if I happened to get on social media at all, I didn't want to get spoiled by a lot of whiny-ass fanboys who were like, Taskmaster's no good because of this spoiler, and I'm like, bullshit, fuck you. I want to go to the theater. So we went Thursday so that we could avoid said spoilers. So we get mm, 90% through the movie. Easily 90%. And we are, the basically the red room has crashed into the ground. Mm-hmm. The whole big action skydiving scene is over. She fights a little bit with Taskmaster and neutralizes her. And then the movie, like the lights flicker right on. The sound goes out. The movie plays for a hot second longer, and then the screen goes out and the lights come up, back up. For like the next 15 or 20 minutes, there's like all this stuff with the movie theater trying to get the movie back on. I'm sorry, folks, we're having technical difficulties. And then in the end, we never saw the end of the movie. So we spent two hours in the movie, two hours plus in the movie theater, and we still didn't get to see the end credits scene, and we still didn't get to see how things ended with Most Red Guardian stuff that would have been spoiled online anyway. Right, because what gets spoiled, right? And we're going to talk about all these individually, trust me. But what are the spoilers, right? Taskmaster's a girl. Where the Red Room is. The big twist with the Melina uh, Scarlet switch. Right. Right, these things would have been spoiled. And the end credit scene. Right, the end credit scene. But these things would have been spoiled. So we at least avoided that. But, God, was that annoying... Just sitting there, I I had to laugh it off, right? You can't get mad at. I it. wasn't mad at the theater. It's not their fault, but it did happen in both theaters showing Black Widow, which was like the most highly anticipated thing. Because there was, uh, we went at what was it, six thirty, and uh-huh. then there was another one that started at like seven. It, they were half an hour apart, and everyone was like, because our theater wasn't full, we were like, can we just all go over to the other movie theater and catch? the end, and they were like, well, actually, it happened in that theater, too. It's like, fuck. Right. So, that's the first main thing that happened to us. But, going into it, like you were saying, that opening sequence, what did you think about the family at the beginning? I thought it was a weird flex that Scarlett's baby self had blue hair, but her red was growing out. I mean, I didn't really understand it. I get the kids... But so, her mom had to bleach her hair and then dye it blue, and then, but blue hair, as you know, I've had partially blue hair. It wouldn't be that blue if that much of her hair is growing out unless she was touching up the blue. So they're touching up the blue the whole time, but letting her red grow out, it looks ugly. It's a nitpicky thing, but I really just... It's also mid-90s, it probably... It was very off-putting, and I don't know why. I think probably why they did it is because... The, her blonde and red hair? No, it's the, the idea that they they moved from somewhere to Ohio, they're undercover, and if, you know, a kid has colorful hair, that's, that's a very distinguishing feature, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's not something that you would say, oh, well, this kid was kidnapped, right? Yeah. It's very unsuspecting when somebody has something unusual like that. I guess. Um, so, but the idea is that they're undercover, 
and Red Guardian is trying to blow up something called the North Institute to try to get this information that unlocks mind control. Okay, something about brain chemistry. They're having a really fun family time, and then one day they're just like, okay, time to go. Mission's over. Now, Black Widow, Natasha knows exactly what she's going back to. But Yelena, the kid, has no idea. She's six, and she's been there for three years, so it's been since she was three. Her entire memorable life. They end up doing this big escape uh, car chase against S.H.I.E.L.D. There's a big airplane. Was it supposed to be S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, there were, it, S.H.I.E.L.D. was all over the side of the car. I didn't even notice. You watched the movie twice. <laughs> it says S.H.I.E.L.D. right on the side of the car. That makes sense. Yeah, so S.H.I.E.L.D.'s after him, And even later, Melina's talking about how Hydra was, like, Hydra was doing this stuff in Ohio. It was S.H.I.E.L.D., but it was technically Hydra. Right? So, so S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming after them, and Red Guardian kind of flexes and shows off his strength and speed a little bit, but they end up flying away and landing in Cuba, and the girls get separated mm -hmm. because of this opening title sequence that you were talking about, where they get shipped in a, uh, a freight car, separated, they get abused... You do see some of them shooting. I didn't notice the first time, but the second time, I really noticed they were actually uh, shooting some of their scenes that end up in that family album. Remember? That was some of the opening title sequence, too. Yeah. The main story of Black Widow, Natasha, it's she's on the run, and General Ross is trying to get her, but she's already flown the coop, and she's heading to where? Like, Norway or Sweden or somewhere? Norway. Norway. Okay. And so, she she has a contact named Mason, who kind agent. of... Agent. Agent. Who sets up a, uh, a trailer for her to hide out in for a few weeks until things die down. But Natasha ends up having to go on an errand. And Taskmaster shows up. And he... he who we assume is a he at this point. Because everyone calls him a he for, like, the first half. Yeah. Essentially kicks her ass trying to get these red vials, which we find out Yelena stole from a, another widow while she was under mind control. Mm-hmm. And the widow set her free from her mind control. Yeah, now what do the red vials do? They set you free from your mind control. There's like an antidote, right? Yeah, made by an older widow. Okay. Of Melina's generation, but we don't find out who. And we don't know what Melina's generation is so that they can leave it kind of ambiguous. Then Black Widow and Yelena team up, and they break, uh, what's his face? Alexei, mm -hmm. out of prison. Can, can we just say about the prison scene? <laughs> he, Alexei's hilarious. He's, like, arm-wrestling everybody while he gets a tattoo. That tattoo artist is just impeccable. Yeah. he's making a decent-looking tattoo while someone is moving. Mm-hmm. And... But they break him out of prison, and it's a big thing, and they're trying to find out where the Red Room is. So, so that, they can kill it. Now, Black Widow thought that that they'd already killed him. In Budapest. Right. So the guy who's in charge, killing all these people, he was supposedly killed by Black Widow and Hawkeye in Budapest, which they referenced in the first Avengers movie. And they find out that he's not dead... And Yelena has still been deeply entrenched in the Red Room. So they want to go find the Red Room, kill the guy, and wipe their hands clean of the whole thing. But Alexi doesn't know where 
It is. But they say, hey, Melina might. So they track down Melina. We don't know until the end, but they concoct a plan to infiltrate the Red Room together. Right. Right. I thought that there was some, like I said earlier, there was some really good themes. Like, the, what's his name? The bad guy. It starts with a D. I just forgot it. Yeah. But basically, he has this pheromone stuff where widows, even the older widows, cannot physically kill him or hurt him in any way. I thought that was just, like, such a good allegory for, like, the women not being able to hurt their abusers, not being able to stop them. Yeah, as much as you may want to try, you just can't. Uh, also, there's a really great twist where Natasha disguises herself as Melina and vice versa so that, so that the Black Widow can get close enough to kill him. I really don't think Black Widow breaking her nose would sever your pheromone thing. That sounds like some bullshit. It is some bullshit. There's a co- there's a few things in this movie that are bullshit. Black Widow breaks her back at least three times in this movie. This whole movie. She should have been just, dead. They're like, ah, she just got some bruises. She flies off a fucking bridge into icy cold water and she just swims out like it's nothing. She falls off a three-story building. She there's... fucking bounces back. Lands on her fucking feet. She's a poser. <laughs> she is a poser. I loved Yelena making fun of her poses because they're ridiculous. In every movie, she, like, lands on her feet and is, like, posing and shit. It's, it was a great line, and it, it's really kind of self-reflective of the MCU to be like, yeah, we did these things. That was silly. It is a little ridiculous, right? But on the subject, Yelena and Alexi are so funny in this, right? But I felt like they were real-life funny. They weren't, like, trying to crack jokes. They were just like, this is how people are funny. Yeah. But it... David Harbour and Florence Pugh, phenomenal, and I really hope we see a lot more of them in the MCU. If y'all been sleeping on Florence Pugh, you've been missing out. No, when they announced her in this, I'm like, alright, now this is a fucking movie. When they announced her as a character in Black Widow, I'm like, yes, this is going to be a fucking smash hit. The other main thing that we need to talk about is Taskmaster. Now, a lot of people are upset about Taskmaster. What are your thoughts? I felt like Taskmaster is a suit and a program, not a person. So, they, you find out that the, the bad guy's daughter, uh, why can't I remember his name? I remembered earlier, uh, is, the, is Taskmaster. She got burned in a fire that was caused by Black Widow when she thought she was destroying him, and now he's turned her into this mindless mimic. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the reveal. I thought it was great. I think... I was a little disappointed, not in the reveal, but I wanted Taskmaster to fight more. We didn't really see enough Taskmaster fight scenes, in my opinion. Yeah, there definitely could have been more, and it could have it could have emulated more Avengers more closely. So I'd like to see her getting close with someone like Bucky, bonding over their trauma. I think Bucky should lead the Widows and... <laughs> to help them, not like in a, a war, like to help. Come on, lesbians, let's go! <laughs> help them process their trauma. <laughs> Bucky should lead them all in a parade to therapy, is what Bucky should do. Hey, he's he has experience with he's that. He's like, look, I know what it's like. Because Ta even mentions the Winter Soldier program. Basically, the Winter Soldier program and the Black Widow program, and his, er, the Widow program, basically became like similar. Yeah. I mean, they're not super soldiers. They're just trained assassins. Yeah. But the idea of 
her being mind-controlled makes sense, and being a mimic based on all this programming and tech, and she, it, it really goes away from the comic books. And I think that's what people are pissed off about. It says it's Taskmaster in name only. But for me, I haven't read a lot of Taskmaster, even though I know who he is and what he does. For the MCU and the story that they told, this works really well. I think most people wouldn't know who Taskmaster was anyway. Most people wouldn't. But people who go to MCU movies, most of them might at least have a passing knowledge. I think you'd be surprised at how many non-comic fans go to see MCU movies. I, I don't really think it's a big deal. I think if you're that hurt about it, that's just too bad. These are writers and they made an interpretation. There's a billion different versions of each character in the MCU. I, like, okay, in the comics, how many different Spider-Man are there? How many different versions have there been of simply just Peter Parker, let alone other Spider-Man? True. So, why does it matter if this is a different version of Taskmaster? Y'all out here acting like there aren't different versions and different styles of every character that's ever been written in a Marvel comic. Yeah, they actually had two separate types of angel in the X-Men franchise. One in the 80s and then one in the 2000s. So Early Nightcrawler was like a suave ladies man and then somewhere along the way he became this religious weirdo. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like those are com- the same character, quote unquote, but they're completely different versions, right. basically. But I, I think some people might be complaining that gender bending is, is kind of rampant because we just saw Falcon Winter Soldier where the Flag Smasher lady was originally a dude. Men really get mad when you make a male character a woman. Yeah, especially when that female character is good and well-written and strong enough to take out your male protagonist. I also really think that it's annoying when people online are like, that's completely out of character. And I'm like, wow, are you a writer? It's almost like this is a new thing. It's almost like other people have a profession where they write characters and they know what they're doing. Sometimes bad writing is bad writing, and sometimes people do things out of character. But, you know, sometimes in life people do things out of character, and that's okay. The one thing I did really hate about this is that Natasha was like, I'm going to let you out of this cage. Natasha turned real wimpy. And even though you're going to hunt me down, you deserve redemption. Like, no, you thought she was already dead. Almost killing her is almost putting her out of her misery. Just it was Natasha's guilt. She couldn't let her yeah. blow up again. But just it just felt like she could have easily just left left her in there, left her in the suit and in the cell. She would have died. It would have been sad. But a lot of people died on that carrier. I'm guessing. Also, something that should be noted is it's supposed to be Black Widow's movie, and I feel like she was the worst character in it. Yeah, she really uh, played second fiddle to the co-stars. I I think. Which is unfortunate for her. But I'm sure Scar- if Scarlett Johansson is happy with what she did, that's fine. I Like I said, I'm not a big Black Widow fan. I'm not a big Scarlett Johansson fan. I didn't really, really like that the Red Room was a giant helicarrier type thing. But it worked for what it was. Well, initially it wasn't a helicarrier thing. No. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but they, they kind of went above ground to, to make sure that it never got infiltrated and caught ever again, I suppose. Well, I'm just saying, look how well that worked for the Winter Soldiers. They were all in a little room, frozen in ice, and then someone just came and shot them all because they were not True. They were not flying in the air. Alright, so the final thing we're going to talk about is the end credits scene. 
this one takes place after Endgame. It's the first time that they actually really acknowledge that Black Widow is dead. Um, Florence Pugh's character has a dog, which is nice, because she always wanted a dog. And she goes to visit Natasha's grave. And uh, Madame Hydra, who I guess that's not officially her name yet, but that's her name. Valentina. Yeah. She comes and she's like, I've got your next job. And she's like, I'm on vacation. And she's like, well, I thought I would personally like to give you the man responsible for your sister's death. And she gives her the assignment of Hawkeye. Right. And so we know, pretty much confirmed, that Yelena is going to show up in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series to hunt down Clint Barton. Which means Valentina will show up in Hawkeye as well. More than likely. Which is probably why they pushed Hawkeye back so far. Yeah. Was that a shock? Because we kind of knew after watching Falcon and Winter Soldier that she was supposed to have been in Black Widow and that she was playing a small part in this. One can assume that her and U.S. Agent are both going to work together. I don't know. To take out Hawkeye? I don't know about that. I just mean in general. Yeah. They might have a uh, Dark Avengers, Secret Avengers, something to that effect going on. Well, why would Valentina recruit them both if they weren't going to work together? Oh, and I'm sure there's going to be others. I think that hopefully they get General Ross in there to turn into Red Hulk, too. Uh, He's looking old. He is looking old, but guess what? Red Hulk, all CGI. I'm just saying, he could keel over any moment. Yeah, that's true. Makes you nervous, don't it? A little bit. It's kind of like a Dumbledore situation. They uh, could just recast an old white man. It wouldn't matter. They all look the same. Mmm... <laughs> You're not wrong. On the whole, would you do anything different in this film? Yeah, I would have put it out five or six years ago. Before Endgame. Before Infinity War. But you would have kept the plot the same, the cast the same, the whole... I I didn't mind the plot. I just felt like it was a little bit too late. Yeah, and it doesn't even help that we had Spider-Man two years ago. And then there was already a almost year-long drought until Black Widow. And then that got delayed over a year. So it's like we had all this anticipation, all this waiting for something that... Should have come out either right before Age Ultron or right after. Because I wasn't asking for this. I wasn't asking for a Black Widow Not now. We asked for it early on. Yeah. It would have been amazing to see a Hawkeye Black Widow movie. I think a Hawkeye Black Widow movie would have been better... We could have seen both of them in... It wouldn't have been a solo project, but they could have been co-stars. Yeah. I mean, cause, Like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I think it would have been dope, and I think we could have had that sometime. And it, it would have still referred to Budapest, we would have known. We could have seen them in flashbacks. Yeah. Now, the one upside to doing it this late is it is a great opportunity to transition to a new Black Widow character. Right, introduce new characters that we might not have gotten to see stick around. Yeah, because now we know for a fact Scarlet Witch... No, Scarlet Witch. <laughs> we know that Scarlet Johansson is done. She's dead. I mean... She, she can't go any further in the never MCU. Never say never. But she can't go any further in the MCU. There's just, always multiverse stuff. Multiverse, just flashbacks, blah, blah, blah. But her main plot is over. Her main character arc is done. By having it now... We, we have a new young face that may be able to carry a secondary franchise, or at the very least, supplement the new vision for the Avengers, right? right? As far as casting goes, Florence Pugh's great, and I would like to see David Harbour again. 
Hell, I'd see Melina again, even though I don't know if she would even be able to play a good part in this. I think she would be the new, like, leader. Maybe the Widows do some good for the world, and I think maybe she could take over doing some nice things for the Widows. You know what I mean? Like, she, like, at the end of the movie, her and all the other characters get in a helicarrier and go off to find all the other Widows. I think it would be really cool to see her and maybe even... Uh, Alexi's character, David Harbour's character, um, finding the other widows, setting up a new safe place for them to use their skills. Because they're basically all assassins. What are they supposed to do with their skills? Their ledgers are dripping red. But maybe they could do something good for the world. Right. Maybe they could team up with the Dora <sighs> Milaje and have, like, parties. I don't know. I don't know what the Dora Milaje do on their vacation. They don't take vacation. They're the Dora Milaje. Black Panther better be out here giving vacation. Okay, so what are the next MCU movies coming out? Because we know we have a few things on Disney+. Plus. We've got Shang-Chi. And that's September, right? Yes, and then we've got The Eternals in November. And Spider-Man in December. December. So we still have three big Marvel movies coming out this calendar year. When does Hawkeye come out? Next year? I think it's early next year. I, I don't know for sure. So, yeah, so it's exciting. It won't be quite as good as early the, this first half of the year where we had Black Wid- or Scarlet Witch, Wanda and Vision, and then we had Falcon Winter Soldier, and then we had Loki. Right, and we're going to have What If coming soon, and then there's going to be a, a one or a two drought. other things coming later in the year. But you look at it, and there's so much content. Black Widow was just one of the low-ranking things on my list. Yeah. And yet it was still a pretty good film. So, looking forward to Shang-Chi. Definitely looking forward to Spider-Man. Eternals I'm still on the fence with. I don't I have a lot Eternals of info. I think Eternals is going to be dope. I think it's going to be amazing, but I just don't have a lot of information to go off Well, they of. just put out a teaser trailer. After years We don't have waiting. a teaser trailer for Spider-Man at all. We should. That should have been ahead of Black Widow. That was bullshit. I think they're going to wait and keep it until Shang-Chi. <sighs> That's annoying. They're trying to keep that under wraps. I know, and it's so stupid. But no, maybe they won't even put out a trailer. They, they're going to put out a trailer. If they want people to come to the movie, they will put out trailers. People period. are going to come. Period. They will put out trailers. They have to put out trailers. They're going to put out like people. the shortest little trailer, and it's going to have... <laughs> That's just a 30-second clip of... Him talking to Ned and Zendaya. Like... And then Toby McGuire being like, Pizza time! And then just like, cut. No. No? Toby and Andrew will not be in the trailers. No. Nobody that's returning will be in the trailers. Mm. Only the main cast, I think. Right, and they'll keep it really vague and really, really cryptic. It'll just be him and the main cast on a plane with Happy. Like, that's the whole trailer. Yeah. And then Happy's like, I'm gonna get you some cheeseburgers. Yeah. All the cheeseburgers you want. I'm, I'm working with this guy, Matt Murdock. He's really gonna help you. No, uh, no, no, he's not gonna they're say not gonna that do at that. Fuck. Why, why are you trying to help? They're not going to tell you anything. Uh, well, hopefully we get something. I'm glad that everyone out there has gotten something because we're pretty much wrapping up this this wonderful podcast that's probably far overdue. And we have another one coming up, like we said at the beginning. Follow us on Twitter, at RealRomanceUCPN, at RealRomance on Instagram and TikTok, as well as a Facebook page and RealRomance. What is, what is our... Email address? RealRomancePod at gmail.com. Right. I, I forgot what it was. It's been so long. We're tired. Well, it's just been a while since we've said this. We've been forever. Make sure that you 
follow us, subscribe to Undercover Capes and Comic Crusaders for any of your nerdy stuff. Aware that we are making the re-recording of the movies, so maybe give it a week or two. Yeah. But thanks for tuning in. Alright, keep it real, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. They were singing, bye, bye, Miss American Pie.